What a matchup. And what a team, Mike. Metro PCS and the iPhone SE for $0 on a network that covers 99% of people in the U.S. Oh, impressive. Play with the best. Switch to Metro PCS on an unlimited LTE plan and get a 32-gig iPhone SE for $0. Metro PCS. Coverage not available in some areas, plus sales tax. Claim based on talk and text. Not valid for active numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro PCS in the past 90 days. See store for details and terms and conditions. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. This is the Astrologer Bill Atride radio show. I'm Bill Atride, and this is the third show for our 2018 season. And uh, today's title is Astrological Musings. Uh, we're going to look at the equinox, of course, the, the sun moving into Aries, which happens this Tuesday, and also consider Mercury going retrograde two days later on Thursday uh, and see what that might uh, indicate for us looking at the conditions surrounding all those kinds of phenomena and how that might pertain to our own lives and the lives of people in the news. Certainly we might look at that as well. Now you might notice my voice is a little different today. I'm coming out of a cold, which was very brief, thankfully, Um, but it moved around over the last few days. And so I'm still, still grappling with that. So if I cough or have to pause for a second, you'll understand I'm catching my breath, but I'm, Doing okay, but a little under the weather still. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so um, as I said, the, the two things I'd like to consider today perhaps are, are the significance of, of us moving from the sun being in the sign of Pisces, the last sign in astrology, uh, and the sun moving into the first sign, the beginning of the astrological calendar year as the sun moves into Aries. It's kind of significant we're doing this today because today, of course, was the new moon, which just occurred in Pisces at the very end of Pisces. And also today, the planet Mars moved into Capricorn. So there's been a lot of sort of shifting of energies even today. But we all look forward, most of us look forward certainly to spring and the beginning of the new year as it is astrologically. And the sun's entrance into Aries this year will take place on Tuesday, March 20th. And here in the Eastern time zone, about 1215 in the afternoon, just afternoon. Um, and so, so in looking at that, considering what that might mean, um, of course, we, we look at the series of energies moving th- that we're moving through and all the planets are moving through, the Earth and the Sun and Mercury and Venus and Mars and all the planets as we go through these 12 houses, as it were, 12 signs of energy forms. And each one um, has many layers of experiences and, and, and understandings associated with it. But when we look at the cardinal signs, when we're beginning a season, whether it's Aries or Cancer or Libra or Capricorn, we're dealing with what I like to say are the four corners of life, the four points of orientation in space. And so the first question in life is, who am I? Uh, but then opposite of that, we look outward and we say, well, who are you? And so that's Aries and Libra. And then we consider, well, where did I come from? And that's, of course, Cancer and the roots of our being. And then we consider where are we going? Uh, that, of course, is the sign of Capricorn, our destiny and, and our responsibilities in the world. And so we look at these four ends. Who am I? Who are you? Where did I come from? Where are we going? Uh, and orientating us in space. Um, and so what happens here in Aries and moving into the very first sign, we're considering the first question of life in terms of who I am, that, that point of self-awareness. And as I like to say, Aries is the lesson of presence, of how I move through time and space as I'm moving through this world and turning every corner, entering every room, it changes by what I bring into it. 
And so I have to have the presence of mind and self-understanding that as I move through time and space, what am I bringing into the next space I enter? And as I enter that space, I have to be cognizant of what kind of space am I entering into? Is this a dead space and I should liven it up? Or is this a crazed space and I should calm it down? So I bring to bear the various sensitivities and sensibilities and, and energies that are appropriate to the moment. And if I get this right, I move through life more effortlessly, adding and subtracting what I need to fit into the moment and contribute exactly what is needed in that moment. So when we're emerging from the month of Pisces, where in fact what we realize in Pisces being the summation of human experience, and here we're to experience in Pisces, the most sublime realizations of human understanding and the achievements are there to be won, which are wisdom and selflessness and compassion and empathy and yes, sacrifice are the blessings and gifts of every soul who walks the path of human self-fulfillment, most clearly exemplified by Pisces. And so the great souls of history whom we honor and the great souls who walk among us to this very day they are held up to us with regards to this goal to which all our hearts and minds will bend towards over time. But now here in this, uh, on Tuesday, we are back at the beginning of the astrological year. We are moving from that state of nirvana, as it's called, where one is blown out from beyond the limitations of any one ego or body, which is what Pisces is, the sacrifice of the self to something greater. And in the end, what we are doing is we're surrendering ourselves to the greater self or to the one. But now here back at the moment of inception, at the very first step, which forms this next stage of our journey around the stars. And, and the fundamental question now is before us once more, who am I? The eagerness and enthusiasms and often the impatience we find so readily present in people who are Aries or have strong Aries in their chart, and we all know who they are. We all have Aries, actually, somewhere in our nature. Somewhere in your chart, you have the sign of Aries, whether you have planets in Aries or a sign on a cusp of a house is Aries. Somewhere, you have this energy. And in somewhat, it should be understood as a reaction to the loss or, or the surrender of the individual self that had taken place in Pisces. So this eagerness or impatience is sometimes masking a fear, the fear that if I don't push outward, if I don't take a bold stand, if I don't do something, anything, that I will fall back into the mists and mirrors of that ocean, which is Pisces. And so rather, but rather than react and then act by fear, we can equally see in the Aries energy when it's correctly understood is that we are now reaping what we have harvested in the sign of Pisces, that we realize in the end we are dreamers. We are the imagineers making our future by how we redeem that past as we dream of that better world. And we do that, only can do that, by facing in this only space where we are truly free, the now. This is the experience of Aries. It is to be fully present and by bringing to bear in this moment here all that I have done and not yet done, all the lessons learned from my failures and my successes of days and years gone by, and that though I cannot know my future perfectly, for it is truly still being formed by how I act 
right here and now. I can stand in this here and now with the best of me and, and so in so doing, bring myself to face this now with a perfect courageous understanding of the potential now before me. Karma is perfect. What you give is what you will get. So I know that if I continue to act with honor and love and wisdom, that these are what I shall reap again and again and again. But this equally means knowing that I am this being of mind and love and will, that I must engage with those with whom I'm acting with this knowledge that they are my brothers and sisters in this great work too. We are here to lead one another. We are in, here to inspire and draw out from one another our better natures. And to do this, I must choose to act towards them as I wish to be treated equally too. Wherever you have Aries in your chart is where you begin your journey in spirit in this life. Every day and every week and every year. And here we're in the time of Aries. So for all of us coming up here on Tuesday onwards, we're in this time of beginnings, of inception, of releasing of the pure spirit the can-do spirit that is Aries. Here is the place you are to be bold in your life, to be courageous and actually experience the truth that you are the maker of you. So Aries is this fiercely independent, idealistic, outgoing sign. Um, and, it, and it seeks to extend itself in, in taking those risks of being at the cutting edge of social change and, and, and social progress and heading, uh, leading, starting new activities and starting new businesses and being at the forefront uh, of whatever one is attempting to do. And certainly in your own chart, wherever you find Aries is where you are to act boldly, to be enthusiastic, to drive the story forward. And and in so doing, move on to the next and to the next part of your chart. So in Aries, you begin, and then in Taurus, you deal with your substance and value and talent. In Gemini, you show your intelligence and adaptability and so on. All these stories and energies are within you as they are around us. So we watch this pageantry of the planets moving around, us moving around the sun, moving around in this 365 days, roughly 30 days per sign, as we tilt back and forth towards the sun, away from the sun and go around the sun. And then each of the planets in turn with Mercury getting around the sun and Venus coming around the sun. And then as we go beyond the earth, Mars around the sun once every two years and Jupiter every 12 years and Saturn every 29 years. So they take longer and longer to march through the signs and give us these energy forms to work with that are modulated through that body. So the sun is the, the source of all energy. And so it is the, the light itself. And so we, we, we honor this month coming up as being the time of Aries. But of course, other planets are in other positions, modulating how that energy comes to us here on Earth. One of the more principal modulators of energy, it's the first planet from, out, from away from the sun, of course, is that planet Mercury. Um, and these inner planets are a little different than what we call the outer planets, planets beyond the Earth's orbit, because what happens with both Mercury and Venus is that they go around in their orbit around the sun 
and actually will pass us sort of like in a, a race, like a race around a, a track. They pass us on the inside track more than once, often perhaps in a year. Certainly Mercury, it's going around the sun quite rapidly. And so what happens in the period known as Mercury retrograde, which the next one for us begins on March 22nd, around 8 o'clock in the evening here in the east, and will last until April 15th, is that what's actually happening is no planet's going backwards. Retrograde is just a phenomena. It's an appearance of a planet that seems to be moving forward against the backdrop of the stars and then seems to stop and then turn around and pivot backwards, stop, and then go forwards again. But that's just it passing us on the inside track and so it seems to slow down, back up, and then go forward again against the backdrop of the heavens. And in a way, what happens here is that Mercury is coming between us and the sun. And at certain passages, it actually passes over the face of the sun. And you can see a little black orb, which is the Mercury, uh, coming across the face of the sun. This will also happen with Venus. It's a beautiful thing to behold when it does happen. But regardless... At some point during this journey, in the middle of this, this process, which actually occurs on April the 1st, Mercury will be exactly between us and the sun. And so really, we can look at these moments of the cycle to see what Mercury may be indicating for us. And then look at this particular Mercury retrograde cycle itself. Um, people understand that the Mercury cycle lasts three weeks, and, and technically it does, from the retrograde, in this case, in March 22nd and the midpoint being reached by April 1st when Mercury comes back across the sun, and then Mercury stopping and moving forward again on April the 15th. But it's also true that Mercury entered the, the, the sort of the place astrologically, the astrological degree to which it will retrograde back to uh, back on March the 8th. It's, ca it's called entering the uh, retrograde zone, and then it doesn't leave that retrograde zone of how far it got to by, April, by March 22nd. It doesn't return to that degree it turns around at on March 22nd. It doesn't return to that degree of Aries until May the 3rd. So some people will say, gee, this whole period from March 8th to May 3rd, in this case, is this very strange time with Mercury. Um, but most people will just say, let's just look at these three weeks of the actual retrograde as being the most indicative of what Mercury retrograde is asking of us to, to, to work with. Now, everybody blames Mercury retrograde for a host of ills and annoyances and problems. And maybe some are justified, but we have to consider why, what's going on here. Because Mercury is that indicator of our thought forms and communication forms of how we think about ourselves and know ourselves and then try to admit our ideas out there or thoughts or images to the world, as well as our vehicle or means of perception of receiving information or data and from the world around us. And normally it's operating in a certain way for all of us because we're all engaged in interpersonal communications and relaying ideas and information back and forth. And it seems to be pretty clear but when Mercury turns retrograde, meaning it's turning back on itself, it is really an opportunity for all of us, though many don't see it that way, to turn around and reconsider what it is that I'm thinking about as well as how I'm thinking about it. Because we need that. We need periods of introspection and contemplation of being more meditative, one might argue, or at least self-critical 
to figure out, well, gee, can I think about this differently or better? But of course, when that occurs, we're not even aware of it. Unless we understand it's happening, it's good to have an astrological calendar. Since most people don't or may not be aware when Mercury is going retrograde, they may be proceeding in their lives as everything is normal, as it seems to be, but the weather has changed. And so they may be unbeknownst to themselves, being more introspective and thinking and not expressing their ideas as clearly as they normally would. Likewise, they're not hearing as carefully as they normally would, because again, they're wrapped up in their own thought forms or ideas. And so is everyone else. So the combination of maybe my own lack of awareness that I'm not as being as attentive or as clear in communicating and others likewise brings about all these snafus, misunderstandings, miscommunications. It's not Mercury's fault. <laughs> it's our fault for not understanding, hey, this is a time to pay more attention because the energy has changed. And even if you're aware of it and working with it, other people, most other people are not. So the best advice first is to have a sense of humor and realize that mistakes are bound to happen and we just have to sort of shrug them off and try to correct them by being even more careful in what we say and how we say or transmit whatever information we're transmitting. And likewise, listen ever more carefully to what people really mean and, and follow up with them and don't assume I understood because chances are people will be wrapped up in their own little bubbles of understanding, which may not be as equally shared with others to provide understanding between one another. Um, so when Mercury is retrograding in a certain sign, which it's doing here, it's retrograding the entire period in our wonderful sign of Aries talking about. So this is a most wonderful time to, again, exactly consider what it means to think like an Aries, which means with that enthusiasm, with that boldness, with that determination and drive. But again, watching the dangers of over-eagerness or impatience or being leaping to conclusions or jumping too fast are things to be avoided. And with Mercury retrograde, it definitely helps in that process to sort of maybe pause and consider and think again more carefully, not lose the idealism, but lose some of that impatience. Be more thoughtful as opposed to leaping to conclusions. And yes, to examine again, that very issue of Aries, how am I presenting myself? Are my thoughts, well, my, my thoughts and words well chosen? Am I conscious of what I'm faced with here in terms of this person versus that person? How best I might want to phrase this or ask the question or to listen to them attentively, understanding what I'm encountering here. Aries is, 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 is a very perceptive sign but sometimes by being too strong in its own way or own head, assuming that this is the way it should be, it can unknowingly step on the toes of others who are, whose sensitivities or sensibilities might be somewhat different than that. Most Aries, thinking themselves, knowing themselves to be idealistic, are quite brought aback by the fact that, what do you mean I was being too brusque or abrupt or forceful there? I'm just being honest or truthful. But Again, if we want to get our point across, if we want to be understood and accepted, we have to be at times more solicitous or more conditional in how we express what we believe to be the truth or our truth. Um, 
so basically, in any situation we're in dealing with, with Mercury and Aries in general, but certainly with Mercury and retrograde in general, is that in any situation or conversation, am I being overwhelming or am I coming in with too much reservation? Am I being underwhelming or am I hitting the mark? Am I being well-received and adding to the, the situation exactly what is needed for me in terms of understanding or intelligence or offering various solutions? So Mercury turns retrograde on March 22nd um, and, and at 17 degrees of Aries and will retrograde back and come across the sun at about 12 degrees of Aries. And on April the 15th, it turns stationary direct is what it's called moving forward again. And we'll do so at, at about five degrees of Aries. So when it turns around, it's time to become introspective and contemplative. And when it reaches that alignment with the sun on April 1st, Often we are said that that's when an answer or answers to our questions may be offered up to us because the sun releases that answer or should not yet act on these discoveries or realizations or new thoughts or ideas. We clearly can't move forward with them as such until Mercury turns direct. That's why people advise if you're in an ongoing negotiation with somebody, you can keep negotiating. It actually might be helpful during Mercury retrograde to even come to some new better understanding, but you wouldn't want to finish or sign on the dotted line during Mercury retrograde. And likewise, if you see you're coming to a point of having to sign something, try to put it off until after Mercury goes direct after April 15th coming up here. And knowing that if you have to make important decisions or sign important documents, it may come about that once Mercury turns direct, it might have to be renegotiated or re-examined or restated in some way because it wasn't quite yet ready, so to, so to speak, for prime time. Um, and that, that can happen. And now it's also a phenomenon with Mercury retrograde that sometimes things that have been long delayed, that I haven't heard from something or someone and I've been waiting and waiting to hear about something. And all of a sudden when Mercury goes retrograde, then it happens. And so that can happen that actually it, some things do happen with Mercury retrograde and it's because they have been delayed for some time and now it's released. So that also is another phenomenon that people often associate with Mercury being retrograde. And, and just so you have a heads up and know to mark on your calendar, the next retrogrades of this year will be from July 25th, 26th, depending upon your time zone until August 19th. Uh, of 2018, and that's when Mercury will retrograde in Leo, again, another fire sign, which is interesting, from Leo 23 degrees to Leo 11. And then the last retrograde of this year will be from November 16th to December 6th, and that's from 13 degrees of Sagittarius, but retrograding back into Scorpio, which is always interesting when it crosses from one sign to another. We'll talk about that one in November. Uh, it moves back to 26 degrees of Scorpio uh, in that year, uh, in, and at that time in, uh, in November 2018. Um, so I thought perhaps maybe we want to take a quick look at a couple of other people's charts to see, well, where things are happening for them. And looking at this, this, this idea of Aries and Mercury retrograding in Aries and what that might mean and other things like that. And so uh, I have here uh, people brought up last week or the last time we spoke about the importance of Angela Merkel and in the world today. And, and I have her chart here. She was born on July 17th, 1954. 
about 6 p.m. in Hamburg, and that makes her a cancer with the moon in Aquarius. So she's a very unusual cancer, having a very strong spirit of humanitarianism and social consciousness and awareness with that moon, her ruler, in the sign of Aquarius. And then she has Sagittarius, the sign of expansive consciousness and seeking for truth as her rising sign. But that puts for Angela, puts her Aries in her chart right at the bottom of her chart in the fourth house. That's interesting. That's the same, in fact, for the USA chart. We're also Sagittarius rising as a USA, and we have Aries in our fourth house as a, as a country. Um, and that means for her, though, Mercury is retrograding for these next several weeks in her third house, the house of communications, the house of networking and of thought forms. And so it's going to be a very useful period for her to reconsider certain thought forms and ideas um, and to maybe re re-examine the way in which she is speaking about an issue or communicating about an issue may need to be reworked during this period. And she might want to certainly hold off on signing any major documents or agreements during this period. If we look at the USA chart, Indeed, we have Aries on our fourth house, too, um, and, and, and we are also, just like Angela Merkel, an, a Cancer with an Aquarius moon, so that's kind of interesting, a Sagittarius rising, so the three most important factors in a chart, sun sign, moon sign, rising sign, Ang Angela Merkel and the USA have a lot in common, kind of striking, uh, but for the USA, we have the very earliest degrees of Aries on the fourth house, and that means Mercury is retrograding in our fourth house, the house of home and family and foundations and the roots of our existence. And so for the next three weeks for the USA as a whole, we're going to be considering questions about the fundamentals of our life, of what kind of roots we draw upon, what anchoring influences we find and resonate with. Uh, what is at the root of the, uh, and the USA's uh, sort of understanding of, its, of itself? These are questions that are going to be stirred up in these next several weeks for us. Um, if I jump over to the Donald Trump's chart, he has Aries on his ninth house but uh, with Leo rising, but he has then Mercury retrograding for him. All this period is in the eighth house. Well, that's the house of our unions and how we give and get support from other people and a time for him to reconsider whether people are supportive of him or not and how they support him and what they should give up to, to get his support and what he's going to give up to get their support. Those kind of things are going to be renegotiated now. And so it's a time of dealing with hidden information and trying to uh, forge alliances or agreements are being reworked in his life during this upcoming period. Uh, for Vladimir Putin, uh, he's a Libra, the opposite sign to Aries, but he has Mercury in his fifth house now, retrograding coming up in this three-week period. Um, and that's the house of one's leadership and one's creativity and one's attempts to express oneself in strong and determined ways. And so he's going to be considering his um, image in the world, if you will, and how he projects himself out there and whether he needs to adapt or change that in some way. Um, and then for uh, another person in the news uh, uh, right now, uh, Recep Tayyip Erdogan, the leader of Turkey, uh, he has his Aries on the third house. That's the house of the mind itself, 
of communications and thought forms and idealizations. And much like Angela then also, the same thing for her, that, that Mercury is in that third house for both of them. And, uh, and therefore, they, he also is having to consider his choice of words, his means of communication, and make some adjustments there now uh, to better accommodate to whatever situation he's coming uh, in contact with or dealing with at this point in time. So I thought I would just take a look at a few of those world leaders and see what's happening. We, we know that right now, as I had earlier indicated in, in Donald Trump's chart, that right now this is one of those times when Saturn is moving through Capricorn and is moving up to align with his Mercury, having already made its first pass over his Neptune. And so this whole year, he's going through quite a mercurial year with Saturn on Mercury and Saturn on his Neptune all year long. Uh, and again, of course, that's his ruler. Uh, uh, Donald Trump is a Gemini, and all Geminis and Virgos as a group typically feel stronger these effects of Mercury, their ruler, the sun sign ruler for Gemini and Virgo, turning retrograde. They are seemingly more affected by this phenomena than many other people, as are people who might have Virgo or Gemini rising, also feel these shifting swings of energy more than others might uh, because they are so tightly tied to this very, very important planet, uh, the planet Mercury. Well, I thought that thing that's enough for now. I think I don't want to take up too much of your time with this, and I do not see a bunch of you holding on here. So I'm going to take my first caller. And again, if you are calling about yourself and you want to ask a question for yourself about your own chart, I would ask you give me your certainly give me your first name and your date and place of birth if you have that certainly. But if you have at the time of birth, even more, that's more important uh, to get a more accurate understanding. And if you have questions about what I've been talking about today, I'd be happy to talk about that with you as well. Uh, and if you wish to reach me in the future, if you want to reach me for a personal reading or have questions, you can certainly uh, give me a call. My number is 646-401-0155. And my office hours are roughly 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. most days. Or you can certainly reach out to me. It's I almost prefer getting an email and responding that way. And the email for me is Bill Atri, that's B-I-L-L-A-T-T-R-I-D-E at gmail.com. And I'd be happy to answer questions or if you have inquiries about getting a reading with me, uh, certainly that's a good way to go about doing that. So with that in mind, let me turn and talk to some of you here who've been holding on patiently for quite some time. Hello, you're talking to Bill. Hi, Bill. How are you? This is Donna from California. Hi, Donna from California. <laughs> Let me tell you my birthday. It's April 22nd, 1954. Hold on, hold on one second. I've got to catch up to you. One second. April 22nd, 1954. 54, okay. At 2.50 p.m., Okay. In uh, Flushing, Long Island. Long Island, New York. I don't know how it goes. Uh, hey, oh, no, Long Island. Sure, that, that's fine. 2.50 p.m., okay. you said. Um, yeah. And, and Flushing, right. Okay, that's just that's yeah. part of New York City, basically. Yeah, but uh, sure. Um, in Queens. Okay, I've got you. So what can I do for you today, Donna? Well, you know, I, I don't know. If finances are going to get better, I did apply for a job. I'll know today whether I got it, taking care of an elderly woman, kind of a companion. 
Uh-huh. And um, I have no love life either. So these are two things <laughs> I'm wanting to get in my life, you know, partner and okay. uh, with a guy and, um, you know, more money. So okay. I want to see how astrologically it's looking. Okay. Well, um, let's see. So right now you're um, – you're about to experience a very strong shift of energy very shortly because your progressed moon, which is this inner measure of time, is about to change signs in the eighth house, which is the house of unions and joint ventures and giving and getting support to one another. So the, end, the weather is changing there, certainly, very shortly. Um, I could figure it out. It's there by, by the almost when Mercury turns direct, right before April 15th. There's a change of energy here where there is more stability coming in, you might argue, in terms of the question of values and resources and my talents and abilities. Um, but, you know, you're, this is your test in life. You've got Saturn in your second house. And so part of your test in life was to overcome the fear in this lack of value, which goes back to tests about self-worth and value. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we know the greatest enemy is fear. Uh, and we have to overcome our fear and realize that truly our value is beyond measure. And we have to tap into that sense of our p- capacity to create value and make value no matter what in our life. You are a Taurus. And so you should have that very strong awareness that I'm a creator maker. But with your Saturn opposite your son, it's a struggle to, to sort of um, to succeed, if, if you will, and free yourself mm-hmm. from that fear of being in want or in poverty. Your greatest gift and strength in life is that you are such a trustworthy person because of your Mm -hmm. Jupiter being in the the 10th house there that anybody who meets you and comes to know you realizes here's someone I can trust with whatever, doing whatever. Um, So you want to lean with that in terms of your capacity to be someone whose moral compass, whose moral center is unquestionable, which it is for you. Mm -hmm. Um, And that will always guide and protect you when it comes to relationships. Again, uh, with your Pisces on your seventh house, you certainly are someone who is very compassionate and empathic towards and for other people. But that's what Mm -hmm. gets you into trouble sometimes is you set out to rescue and save others and end up wishing someone could rescue you now. Um, So you've needed to sort of refine that ability and look for someone who can inspire me in terms of their creativity and their spirituality and enjoying the arts and spirit with them is what I'm really seeking for there and not looking to be rescued by somebody if I'm down and out or try to save someone and think that eventually it's going to come back to a more egalitarian relationship, which it cannot. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So uh, I, I guess there's there's good news in the sense that that with that moon changing signs for you a much more stable period is coming in terms of your physical financial value sense of your life um that certainly is what's coming here um and in terms of what is approaching in your life right now in terms of uh partnership and relationship uh, i guess the biggest news there would be the very ruler for the seventh house for you, the, the house of relationship and partnership, the planet Neptune's getting very close there. Um, and so there is this energy working in the realm of relationship for you that is helping you to let go of old patterns and reimagine a new way of forming and having relationship in your life. 
is just ahead of you here. Okay. Oh, good. Well, that sounds very optimistic. No, yeah. I'm I'm an optimist by nature because I know it's, we <laughs> we we tend to think, well, what happened is what's going to be, and then it is. So we have to learn to say, no, I've learned these lessons. You have to look at the lessons you've learned, mm-hmm. see the patterns that may be in place, and realize, well, those patterns aren't there for all time. I'm I'm a product of those patterns, but I'm also learning. And I can learn to break that pattern and choose a different path uh, to free myself, uh, to liberate myself is the whole point of, well, knowing oneself and having a reading of like a chart, which aids in that uh, discovery. And, and know this for certain that the planet Uranus, which is the great awakener, it's moving into Taurus this year, beginning in May. Um, and so for all of you Tauruses, and you're an early Taurus, you're about to get a real wake up call. <laughs> Uh, and, and I would say, expect the unexpected, expect something surprising and out of the ordinary during this coming year for you, doors will open and opportunity will come knocking, but you've got to be prepared for it. And that's very likely to happen by the time we get to the summer, uh, by June and July and all year long, you're going to have the planet Uranus on your sun. It is truly an awakening. Okay. Wow. <laughs> okay. Oh, so All right. And, and, it, and it can be like you might, you might meet somebody who changes your life. You come into contact with a group and you feel, oh, they changed my life. The reality is your life was timed to change now. So they come into life to confirm that, but they don't cause it. You're the cause. Mm, yes. Okay. Okay. I like it. Oh, Bill, thank you so much. I so appreciate it. You're very this. welcome. Okay. Wonderful. Talk very to you later. Uplifting. Thank you. Thank sure. you. Okay. Bye-bye. Yep. Hi. Hello. Hello. Hello, you're speaking. Hello, you're speaking to Bill. Who's this? Hi, Bill. This is Susan and I'm from California. Also. Okay, Susan. <laughs> How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Okay. I just wondered if I could um uh if you could check and see if there's going to be anything um looking better for my job. Okay. Um, what what's my uh, birthday? What's your birthday? Go ahead. My birthday is June fifteenth, nineteen sixty-five. Okay. I was born in Tulsa, Oklahoma, at three o eight p.m. Okay, three o eight p.m. Okay. All right. Let's just see what we have here. So there you are. Um, so June fifteenth. 65, 308 p.m. So you're a Gemini, Capricorn moon with Libra rising, correct? Yes. Okay. And so you're wondering about your job. Let me see where all the planets are right now in your chart. Um, Well, actually, for the last couple of years, your progressed moon's been going through your second house, which is the house of values and resources and talents and abilities and money and income. So really what the universe is asking you to have been doing these last several years is re-examining what are my talents? What are my abilities? How could I differently express them or combine them to do anything? And usually when that happens, you enter this period roughly over two years ago with a certain kind of set of skills and ways of earning a living. And as you exit it, you now look back in the next, in about five months from now and you realize, wow, has things changed quite markedly for me in terms of what I'm doing and how I'm doing it. Um, so I, are you, are you 
looking to change within a job or are you looking to get a job? What are you actually trying to do right here, right now? Yeah, I'd like to be able to, uh, you know, advance or do something a little bit different in my current job. Okay. Well, then looking to expand or improve yourself, um, Jupiter, which is the planet of growth and expansion of good fortune, good luck, it did move into your first house here um, in the fall of 2000, basically by October 2017 and running until, um, I'm going to get it there, until about October, November 2018, this is a time for beginnings. Of, of believing in the power of new beginnings, of trying to expand your life, to start a new project, begin a new venture, but it doesn't really prove itself or take hold or give you that return on that investment financially and reward you in terms of, oh, now my worth and value and resources are growing until Jupiter gets into your second house, which starts here this fall. That doesn't mean okay. you wouldn't find a job till then or make that change, but it says you will see your material life and your resources in life expanding quite dramatically beginning at that time. So okay. uh, if I was, you know, uh, moreover, I would say for you, um, again, that planet Uranus, the one we were just speaking about for the previous caller, um, that planet as it goes into uh, the sign of Taurus now is actually also then moving for you into the seventh house of relationship. So, I don't know what's going on in relationship in your life right now, but it should be getting stirred up and it's going to be really okay. stirred up all during 2018, wow. which means okay. a good relationship will get better because we'll free ourselves from old patterns and have a more meaningful relationship experience. If I'm in a not a good relationship and it can't get better, it'll break it up. That's clear. And okay. an altogether new person or persons could come into my life and totally change my life. The, the bottom line is expect the unexpected when it comes to relationship during this coming year. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I know okay. that's, I'm, well, I'm not that in a relationship, so I'm not in a relationship, so. Well, this says, this says your social life and your social encounters are due for a surge of activity. And again, it could just yes. be getting involved in a group, getting involved in a cause, getting involved in a community okay. activity, getting involved politically, socially, environmentally. And I meet new people and it's exciting. It's stimulating. It's, you know, it could be the new job. And all of a sudden, wow, my whole social life has blossomed. That's going to happen. Gar- awesome. Guaranteed. That's going to happen. Okay. May. Okay. May, starting, starting uh-huh. I guess it would be the, let me get, I can tell you exactly. Um, if I was betting, yeah, between, between the, um, let me just go forward by I'm, – I'm doing it by month, but let me just go by days here and just see. Okay, so by the last week of April. Okay. okay. And Uranus is that kind of planet that if you've got an accurately timed chart, usually when it makes its contact, within that moment, something happens. I mean, many astrologers were quite amazed, as was I, that when Uranus went into Aries seven years ago, that was the day of the Fukushima meltdown, the tsunami in Japan. We all said – Wow, that's pretty amazing. Right on the day. Now, Uranus is going into Taurus here in early May, and we're all holding our breaths wondering what that's going to bring. So not that it has to bring an earthquake or whatever, but Uranus does rule earthquakes. So sometimes it does accompany that, and we're going to be looking at that in the month of May. Anyways, um, okay. but for you, it's the, 
for you, it's an earthquake when it comes to relationships. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. So, okay. 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 It's going to shake it up. Enjoy. <laughs> oh, thank you. I appreciate it okay. so much. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. Hello, this is Bill. Who's calling? Good morning. I mean, afternoon. <laughs> Hi there. <laughs> Good afternoon. <laughs> who's who's, who's this? Doing? I'm fine. This is this is Soraya. Oh, mm-hmm. Okay. And how I'm can I help birth- you? Oh, okay. So I just wanted to know where's the money located at in my chart. Okay. Um, what's what's your birth date? Seven nine eighty one. My birth time is at one fifteen a.m. And where were you born? In, in Bronx, New York. In Bronx. Okay, great. Hold on. Eight a.m. in the Bronx, New York. Okay. And no, one fifteen a.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, one fifteen a.m. in the Bronx. Yeah, I got, I got, mm-hmm. yeah, I got you. So, okay, okay. So, um, you are, a, as you know, a Cancer, which is very security conscious. <laughs> so, <laughs> security, security trumps everything. Uh, mm-hmm. And then your Moon is in Libra, which is again your ruling planet. It, the ruling body is the Moon. So, emotionally, um, relationships and partnerships have a very strong effect upon you. Uh, so you got to choose the right people to be around for certain. Um, but then in terms of your rising sign, you've got the sign of Taurus rising, which is an earth sign, which is good. On your house of money and income and resources, though, you have the sign of Gemini, um, which means your greatest skill and, and asset in terms of earning anything in life this lifetime comes from your intelligence, comes from your capacity to think creatively come up with solutions, figure things out, and to be great. Though no one is truly great and thinks they can, but you can be a great multitasker. Soraya, yeah. you, will never do, you will never do one thing. You're no, always doing, okay, you're a juggler, and you're good at the juggle, and you have several projects going at the same time or several different activities in one job at the same time yeah. or several different mm-hmm. jobs you're likely to have more than one income stream. So some people are told you got to focus, you got to do one thing. This is not right. true for you. This is not true for you. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> you're right. Your strength. And, right. Your, that makes it hard for me. I can't. Uh, right. Uh, uh, I know, but you, it doesn't mean you, you can, you can concentrate on the thing you're involved in, but you can't be just doing one thing because you get bored and you need yes. to be stimulated. So you need a job that is challenging and making you figure things out and juggling this and that. It's like, it's like a reporter yeah. in the news. Every, every day there's a new story. Or, or they're yeah. always putting out fires and crises if you're like uh, working for the fire department, whatever. It's always exciting. Um, you can't stand routine or repetition. That drives you crazy. So yeah. you need a job that's engaging and challenging for you. So you keep learning as you're doing and juggling this and that. That's your job. Um, You could do very well in a a medical field because you're a caring person and you've got all those planets in your sixth house of health and healing. So it's one certain avenue you could take in terms of moving into that health care provisioning area. It's something you'd be very adept at, um, I would argue. Yeah, I'm going to do that holistic healing. I mean, nursing, yeah. You're great. No, that's perfect. And again, that's the thing about 
uh, giving services to the people and rendering aid to them, whether in a hospital or in a clinic or what have you, is every day it's different. Every day there's new problems to solve, and that's what you're good at. That's what you're Mm -hmm. good at. You know, give me a problem to solve, I'm happy. Tell me to do the same thing day after day. I have to run screaming from the room. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Exactly. So play to your play to your strengths. You know what you're good at, and uh, and and build a, acquire the necessary skills to do that kind of job, and you'll be fine. Um, but then when you do have income, when income's coming, whenever in your life, make sure you're always taking some of that and putting some aside. Okay. Be careful of Im- be very careful of impulse buying. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. <laughs> okay. Good. <laughs> okay. It was nice speaking with you. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 Bye for now. Thank you very much. Yep. Hi, it's Bill. Who's this? Hey, Bill. Thanks for taking my call. Jay calling from Canada. And this is, uh, you said Jake or Jay? Jay. Jay. Hi, Jay. Hi there. Uh, my March, my um, birthday is March 24th, 1964. Coming up next week. Okay, yeah. Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you much. <laughs> okay. A retrograde, too, in the middle hey, of the hey, Exactly. Congratulations. You'll have a lot of time to think things over as your year begins. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And what time are you born? Yeah, 11.54 p.m. 54 p.m. And where were you born? Yes, I was born in uh, Medicine Hat, Alberta. Medicine, Medicine Alberta. Alberta. Okay, Alberta. Gotcha. Okay. Thank you. Um, all right, let's see. So Aries, yes, with the moon in Virgo and Sagittarius rising. Okay. So what can I do for you? Yeah, it's going to be the start of a new year, and I'm in retrograde. So um, any key points coming up for, I don't know, I don't know if we can go uh, like the whole year, because I don't think that's worth it, but maybe in the next couple of months. Well, I can just take a look and see what the general conditions are and see what may sure. strike. Sure, sure. Um, Certainly what's, yeah, what's happening now, looking at the inner life right now, your progress chart has the moon moving through Leo, and it's in your ninth house. And so for the last two years, you've been working on, uh, on issues of leadership and self-expression and creativity and trying to stretch yourself as a creator and as a leader and earn respect by you showing respect to others. Um, and so it's a time of really idealization and, and, and trying to sort of – project oneself in a more meaningful way out to the world. And, and in, that means in about six months, so let's say by the fall, by September, the moon will go into Virgo, and it's going to be a time to sort of now make my, order, my life more orderly, more organized in a way that is consistent and sustainable for me. So maybe adjusting some of the rhythms of my life to be living within certain um, structures or systems that make my life feel complete or beautiful. But this whole period, and it began about eight months ago, and it's going to last for another almost three years, your moon's back where it was at your birth, back in the ninth house. Jay, this is a time to expand your consciousness, to travel in the mind, to travel in the body, uh, to read novels or histories or philosophy, to seek for higher understanding. I mean, you're a Sagittarius rising person. Your approach Mm -hmm. to life is to be direct and straightforward and we make, make that, those points of truth known. 
And your moon is in the ninth house, so you've always been drawn emotionally to exploring and expanding your consciousness. And in these several years, this is a time to expand those frames of reference once, it, once again. That's what you need to be doing. Mm-hmm. But I would think this year, um, from the fall of 2017 uh, to the fall of 2018, uh, Jupiter's, Jupiter, which rules your chart, is in your 12th house which means this is the last year of an old growth cycle. You're tying up loose ends, making your peace with your past, harvesting the meanings of your life in preparation for a new surge outwardly that will commence um, in the fall of 2018. And you'll feel like the wind's at your back and you're projecting yourself forward more readily at that point. So this is a time of sort of finishing up something, tying up something, ending something before a new beginning is there for you starting in, let's say, let's say in November, 2018. Okay. 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 Any, any thoughts or questions with that? Or are we okay? No, or? I'm okay. Yeah. Cause it's a great overview because then I'm exploring, you know, relationships and, and not so much the knowledge thing, but I look into that, but I'm always, you know, as, as an Aries, I'm always really curious about things going on in the world and, myself so i think to take the energy a little bit more and uh yeah enjoy my birthday on on the 24th this would be awesome yeah. oh yeah no no happy birthday indeed and and again you had the new moon took place today in your fourth house of the home so there's a seed there planted right now for the next month for you there um and again mercury will be retrograding for you in that fourth house of the home for those three weeks so you'll be doing a lot of re- re-examining of you know, where I come from and what I stand in and what's at the root of me are very important questions always in your life because, you know, your son's in that fourth house. And so that question of, of ancestry, ethnicity, culture, where we anchor ourselves in, what's, what's in the root of me are very powerful questions that you address throughout your whole life. Mm, yeah. Okay. 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 Well, that was Thanks, great. Bill. Okay, you're welcome. Okay, talk to you again. Talk to you again. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Hello, you're talking to Bill. Who's this? Hello? Hello. Hello, who's this? This is Joyce. Joyce. Hi, Joyce. Hi. My birthday is 10. Good to hear from you, Bill. I wish you were on every week. Okay. Okay. My birthday is October 8th. 1942, okay. and then the rest of them. I was born in Providence, Rhode Island on um, 2.54 p.m. Providence, Rhode Island at 2.54 p.m., you said? Yes. Okay. Okay. And let's see. I'll make sure I've got, I've got a few more minutes here. Good. I, I always want to make sure I don't run out of time. So... Joyce, October 8, November 8, 1942, you said? Yes. Well, I'm sorry. It seems like we got cut off there at the end of the show, and I apologize to my listeners, and I'll uh, check with Blog Talk Radio and see what might have happened and try to make sure that doesn't happen in the future. But I apologize to the last caller that uh, I went to respond to your call, and you weren't there, and I wasn't there, and something happened. And, uh, well, that's the way it goes, and probably it's the uh, Mercury retrograde. So let's uh, which is coming. So anyways, uh, nice show, and I'll talk to you all again very shortly. Thank you very much for listening.